Now, yeah, welcome back to King Rose Court, episode 10 and Bound. And uh, we have a very special guest tonight, which I'm very happy to invite uh, onto King Rose Court, even though he's a filthy Mank fan. Yeah. For sure. What can we do about that? You can't do anything about that. Yeah, um, <laughs> most of you would know him as H um, from Dublin Metal Events. So it's Fergal Holmes. Thank you very much for coming to the King Wars Court this evening. No problem. You're welcome. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, all things considered. Strange yeah. times, but it's strange for everyone. So, oh, it's unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, can't complain too much. I, I think, yeah, I, want, I really wanted to see what you thought of all this COVID, as in how, how you know, t explain to people how hard it's been trying to get gigs, you know, rescheduling and all that kind of stuff. It's, yeah. I say, it's a pain in the hole. It's an absolute nightmare. Yeah, it's, it's it's only getting worse because. As more and more stuff pushes back, trying to get dates in venues, because venue, I mean, we don't have many venues in Dublin or no. Belfast or wherever I'm looking at doing the shows. And you got, you now got stuff from, I'm losing track of the years, you now got stuff from 2020 oh, man. that had originally pushed back into maybe early -ish this year. Yeah. It's now looking to push back either late this year or into 22. You got stuff that was originally for this year looking to go back into 22. Then you've got new tours that are planning for 22 or whatever. So as you can imagine, trying to get available dates in venues. Yeah. And you can't just get onto a venue and say, tell me which date you have available because obviously all the shows I do are parts of, you know, big tours. Yeah. So the agents have to route the tour in a certain, you know, a way that makes sense geographically. So I can't go back and just say, well, no, I don't have the 5th of September, but we can do the 14th. So that's, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. You Not know? like a local show or anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's if in that respect, it's, it's a nightmare. But Yeah. I can only imagine ooh. like, it's hard enough for bands not playing gigs. Can, mm. as, as I say, it's a bit different trying to reschedule things. Like, like I say it has fucked. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a nightmare. But yeah, um, hang in there because eventually they're going to come back. Yes, nothing lasts forever. Absolutely. Some days I feel like it's never going to end. I'm just you know throwing the towel in, but you know that's obviously short lived. <laughs> I can't wait for those. Um, you know those messages people always probably say, "Oh, my wallet is empty all the time now with these all these gigs coming up." That that that's where it'll be back to normal, you know what I mean? Well, I'm expecting every single show to be sold out when they come. Good, back, good questions asked, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, like it's going to be fun times when we can all get back to normal, I suppose you could say. You yeah. know, uh, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see people out again and and uh, having fun at gigs yeah. and shit. So it's going to take getting used to it again. Yeah, ah, we'll be well, we'll, we'll be well able for it. Yeah. <laughs> No. What, do you th what do you think of the football the way it is at the minute? I won't slag you around, don't worry. To be honest, I'm just glad to have it. It's it's yeah. Because the first the first lockdown last year, I think they'd stopped the football too. Which, yeah, that's right, yeah. I mean, Jesus, like there's nothing else to do, at least having the football to watch. But you know what? I I actually prefer and I I don't know, I'm, I'm I think I'm becoming a bit more weirder over the last year. I prefer the the games without the piped in the piped in crowd for some reason. I look here. Oh, I can't watch it without the noise. No. I have to have the crowd noise. I just no. find it so so weird. But it's weird. Bro. I like, even I like, though I know the piped in noise is so unnatural at times. Yeah, 
I have to have it on. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I always choose that option when I can, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, listen, I never took I never took United being top of the league seriously, you know, it was fun, but I never actually <laughs> I think, I think City are hitting their fucking yeah. form now, aren't they? They're unreal. Yeah, I mean, even back at that time, Liverpool hadn't faltered to the extent that they have now. Mm. I, I, I I never took United being in the title race seriously. I mean it was fun to be top, but yeah, but do, do you think you still get top four though? I think it's in the air. I think there's a massive battle for every other club apart from City. Yeah, yeah, which is which makes it interesting as well. Like, the only thing that is interesting because City are going to streak away with the title, and the bottom three is as good as what did you say? Yeah. So I think it's it's ending up like that nearly every season now, where the top yeah. four battle because last season Liverpool ran away with it. I can't even remember the one before that. Well, no, that was tight between Liverpool and City. It was, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's generally the top four is the most interesting thing lately. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah and I'm just glad to... It's something to watch, isn't it, these Absolutely. days? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it'd be interesting to see Liverpool playing Europa League if they do. <laughs> if they even get to that. Yeah, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemies. Oh, back in that yeah. <laughs> Been there, done that, both of us. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Um, so yeah, so we're talking about, as I said, DMA, and I think everybody, as you know, is very appreciative of all the work you've done over the years. Thank you very much. Yeah, and all the support you've given all of us bands as well. I just, just wanted to say, like, get that out of the way. Thanks very much, and I'm sure you say it for every single band that's played for you. Yeah, no you know, it's very much appreciated. Always right? nice to be able to put local bands on. Yeah. You know, bigger shows when possible. Not always possible, of course. No. Not a lot of full packages, but of course, when it's possible, it's cool. And you do, and I have to say, you do, and I can back that up 110%, you know. Yeah. But you didn't always start off as DME. It was Emerald, wasn't it, first? Yeah, at the very beginning. Here's a little brief history on that, if you don't mind. That was like back in 99. Wow. So, I mean, it was uh, Paul Kearns and Ado used to be in Morning Beloved. Yeah, they started it. Um, I think they did Cathedral, maybe oh. a name in Doran's. Oh, cool! And then I think I helped, I was like helper dog for like Anathema in Doran's, maybe and a couple of shows after that, and uh, kind of became part of it then. Year-wise, I get blurry after that because I'm, I'm terrible for remembering exact years, but Adog just kind of drifted away from it. And, I mean, he ended up going away to live in Spain anyway. Right. And then uh, Paul moved away to Norway. And so it was kind of left with me, so to speak. And then I, can't remember, I think the first show I did on my own, if I remember, it was Nile in Wheelands. Oh, cool. So somebody who's watching can probably figure out. They corroborate it, yeah. Yeah. It was Niall, maybe Juice-scented supporting them. Chances are, because they supported, seemed to support everyone back then. Yeah, Juice-scented, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Um, how did you find that show? Can you remember how it went? Was it good? Or fine, it yeah. Time? Yeah, no, it was fine. I mean, look, it's like everything. Looking back at shows from that far back, if I think about how some things were done, I'm like, oh, my God, you know. You know, that's like everything you're constantly learning, you know. There's yeah. there's things I've 
probably done at shows even three or four years ago that I look back and think, oh, I do that very differently now, you know? Yeah. You learn as you're going along and as you're dealing with bigger bands and stuff and you never really stop learning like everything. Yeah. If you want to get better, you know, which I always do, I've always prided myself on doing the absolute best. I think that's why even back then maybe got away with some things not being ideal with the tour managers or whatever because they always could see that it was being done from the heart and yeah. it was genuinely was doing my best even if it maybe wasn't perfect yeah well it's like you say i mean it comes with experience and all that kind of yeah, stuff you know? yeah but, uh, yeah so that was that was the formation of it i guess it just it started like like anyone really, because back then nobody was playing here, so it was just a few pissed off fans just trying to get a few shows, and yeah. like the big break was getting the Morbid Angel one, oh. and, and Formulas tour, um, in that was '99, yeah, savage, um, because that was like obviously a well, mm. um, yeah, and it just went from there, and uh, obviously it changed name then because when I took it over then. And, you know, it was just me or whatever. It was never really registered as a proper business or anything up to that point because it was, you know, it was a casual kind of thing. But yeah. things were starting to grow. And it was Dublin Metal Events then was the name. Um, and uh, But I then got rid of that a few years later. Too. I, I, I never really liked that name and mm. not to diss metal because, Jesus, <laughs> I'm still as big a metal fan as I was. Absolutely. But, 14 it's not about that but the name was somewhat limiting because even though i know i mean you called it double metal events at the very beginning some yeah. people say that but with agents and what have you well if they if because the company was gone and i was trying to expand it's not like i was going into pop music but yeah you know you can see over the years that it did diversify a bit yeah. it's not why it moved out just being maybe underground extreme stuff or whatever. Yeah. So the name was a little bit limiting. So, but I wanted to still keep the identity too. So yeah. just DME promotions is what the company has actually got. Everyone calls it DME, you know? Yeah. Um, well, that was where the kind of, it's been that for years now. Yeah. Um, so they, it was just little stages kind of in the formative years really, you know? But uh, yeah, it just went through like that. I mean, back then, obviously, I was working a full-time job for years. Um, at the same time, I used to work in IT. Um, and I, up until it's, uh, it's about, well, we, it's the guts of 10 years now that I'm doing it full-time. Yeah. Um, it just worked out well because it was getting too much to combine with a full-time job. Yeah. And my performance in the job was gone down to Swanee because, of course, DME was all I wanted to do, really. <laughs> and uh, then the chance of redundancies and stuff came up in there at the time, so it was perfect because, one, it solved the problem, and two, getting redundancy made, jumping from a pretty well-paid IT job, you know, it's a nice, safe existence. Yeah. Going to working for yourself, promoting well metal shows 99.9 percent .9%, it's a risk of course yeah and i'm not sure if it's a risk i could have taken without that safety net of the redundancy at the time behind me thankfully you were i did to... need at least some of it for yeah. a few years to just back me up until things really kind of got going 
brilliant. So he was lucky yeah. you were able to get that take that uh, chance, like you know. Yeah, yeah, no, it was it, it? It worked out perfectly, and I think it worked out perfectly for Aviva. It was that I worked for. Yeah, well for them, they were happy enough to get rid of me. Seeing as I spent most of my day on my phone just doing DMEs <laughs> on my desk anyway, I'm pretty sure they weren't so stupid that they didn't know that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So it probably worked out for everyone, but yeah, like I said, it was. I don't know. I, I mean, I probably would have done it anyway because probably the situation in the day job was going to come to a head eventually. But getting that safety net of a redundancy from a job did make it easier and less yeah. of a, a major risk, you know. Deadly. That was like me. Um, I was offered redundancy in my job there only a few months ago. Yeah. And it was it was actually a good way. I'm, I'm in my job at the airport like 18 years. Yeah. Um, but I need. I'm trying to save for just gone a bit off topic here. And then I'm, I'm trying to save for house, like you know, mm. and sure, I'd no job to back up. So, as much as I had a good offer, but I couldn't move, so no. I'm still kind of stuck where I am now, you know. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, but um, that's why I'm delighted I'm doing these bloody podcasts. I've become mental otherwise, you know. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, um. You've done. You've run some fantastic shows. There's one show I wanted. To, uh, I wanted to discuss with me yeah. because I, I think I wanted to do a little piece with you on it ages ago. Remember the uh, the gig in St John's Castle? Oh yeah, the yeah. The, yeah. yeah uh, give us a little bit of history on that one because that's a, that was. I think that was a groundbreaking uh, show. Really, it really yeah, was. Yeah, well, it just came about, and I mean, obviously, first of all, an awful lot of the work on that was done by. The Limerick end in terms yeah. of the logistics and stuff, uh, Neil at Dolan's, especially because um, he had experience in doing shows in the castle before. Mm. Um, so it just it came about simply because, well, obviously, both bands are bands I've worked with for years, yeah, and they were doing that summer, you know, they were doing the festivals, Absolutely. and so they they have the same agent. <laughs> and yeah, he just asked me, he emailed me one day and he was like, look, I think, yeah, he said, the two of them are doing download, whatever weekend that was, and we're trying to fill in gap between download and I think it was Hellfest. And he was like, is there anything, initially he was just like, is there anything we can do in Dublin, you know? And I was like, well... Not re- there's nothing really special we can do. Could look at maybe do an Olympia show. Yeah, but it's still just a venue. Yeah, know, not, yeah. We're looking to try and do something cool, you know, blah blah blah. And um, I think I just asked John from Bad Rep. I, 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 I was looking at Belfast then as well. I was thinking maybe we do a big show up there in Telegraph Building or something. Yeah, the agent wasn't overly keen on that. Um, and I think I just asked John I think I actually just asked John is there any venues down there of you know around 2000 cap or whatever not thinking about anything outdoor or whatever yeah. and the idea of the castle came up and I mean it's an old Viking castle so I mean Perfect. Vikings it's like come on the no brainer you know say they were in their element were they yeah so um that was okay. It just came up like any normal show. I mean, yeah. in terms of the agent, just contacted me and asked me, "Is there anything you can do on this date?" 
you know, with the two bands together. And it just, yeah, it was really just went from there in a normal process. Obviously, it was a bit different in terms of that. I'm very much used to doing absolutely everything myself. Yeah. Um, and I handed over an awful lot of stuff to, uh, it was kind of via John and I think, you know, uh, Neil and the Dolans, the family or whatever, they yeah. they do a lot of stuff every summer, well, during normal summers, at least down in that yeah. castle. But it was, yeah, it was awesome. I mean, it was a killer event. I was raging. I was, I was working that whole weekend. I couldn't go. Yeah. I raging, I couldn't go. Yeah, I mean, it's so, it, the fact that it was a Monday wasn't ideal, but that's always going to be the way if you're doing shows for bands between festivals, you know. Yeah. Uh, still, it was awesome to see it there, and it, the oh, photos and all looked fantastic. Yeah, and killer, and they could both use full pyro productions, and all stuff, which you know you can't really do other than the arena. In of course, the, yeah. And would you? Uh, see, yeah, would other just, than that, I mean, it was just like it, it came together like a normal show in terms of how it came about. But obviously, it was a special event. Would, would that have been one of your favorite shows to put on? Maybe. Uh no, probably not, to be honest. I mean, it was killer. Yeah, yeah. But I have some others that mean a lot more to me on a personal level. Cool. Uh, Give us a few of them there. Uh, well, overkill. Okay. Yeah. Here, finally. Deadly. Uh, I mean, they're just fucking love overkill. <laughs> I said that feels great when you get your bat, your one of your favorite bands over, like, yeah. you know. That's not to say anything against the Castle Show. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. It was just a few that have a real special place in my heart. Um, uh, yeah, Overkill, Moonspell. Uh, Testament was awesome to finally get. I mean, the first time with them on a march was cool, but it was killer to get them for their own headline show because they'd never done a headline show. Right. That was Figure Street, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. It was, was a great uh, show. Oh, man. Uh, that was and then did the thing with Exodus and Death Angel then in the National Stadium last year. Um, but yeah, I, I, there's loads. I mean, yeah. difficult to pick, but Overkill is generally the one that comes to mind. Just, it's not necessarily that they're even like my favorite band ever, although yeah. they're well up there. I just have a real special place in my heart for Overkill. Um, I can still remember like the first time I heard them when I was. I think 14, <laughs> you know, every week I'd beg to be allowed to stay up late on Sunday night for Headbangers Ball. And I remember seeing the video for Elimination. The first time I heard as well, yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, fuck, they rule, you know. And I bought uh, the Years of Decay on cassette in, I think it was Golden Discs in the ILAC Center. With my pocket money or whatever soon <laughs> after. And uh, so um, to have gone from that to finally get, because they'd never played Ireland, you know. That's mad, isn't and it? And also, I mean, what helps is that Bobby is just the coolest guy yeah. on earth. He seems that way, all right? <laughs> just, he's exactly as he seems. He's just yeah. so nice. Um, and well, I think I've done two shows since that first one. And, you know, to sometimes you, know, you start, you take it a, a lot of stuff for granted after so many years in terms of you know like last year for example at that testament thing yeah in the production office um at the stadium show and uh 
Chuck does a lot of testaments management stuff himself. So he was up at the production office himself, like at the desk beside me doing yeah. stuff. And we're just chatting and stuff. And it never even twigged. And then mm -hmm. suddenly you're thinking, that's fucking Chuck from Testament, who yeah. you know, you posters up on your wall when you were a kid. And it's not, you know, you take a step back for a second. Yeah. And it's like, shit, it's cool, you know? It's the real deal, yeah. And so that's what it was like with Overkill. And then, like, for the times after, I've had them over since the first time. Bobby gets off the phone and says, Fergo, how are you, man? And hugging me hello and stuff. It's like, Jesus, you know, <laughs> I always think back to that 14 year old yeah. kid watching Headbangers Ball, and it's pretty cool, you know. So even though even though you're 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 a businessman, you're still a fucking big oh, fan. And it's exactly. yeah, so I love hearing that that you still get the feels like you know. Listen, I still first and foremost, if I get you know. I mean, there's some killer offers that come in that are killer because, oh, that would be a really good seller and yeah. it'll make decent money and maybe it's a band I don't love. And, of course, they're great to get because, yeah, it's a business. But there's some come in where it's a band I love and the first buzz I get is not thinking about how that'll, you know, will or won't make money. It's just yeah. that's a band I love, you know? Yeah. You're gonna, yeah. you're gonna be putting them on, like. Yeah, I'm. No, I, I, I love the music just as much as I did back when I was watching Headbangers Ball. You know. Exactly. Yeah, did, you, did you ever watch uh, Noisy Mothers? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. That was the band's Crusher, wasn't it? Or something? Yeah, yeah. God. And then what was the one after Headbangers Ball? You want Jules? Ju what was her name? Oh, Juliet. Ju Juliet's. Yeah, I remember. I remember her. All right. I don't remember the show. <laughs> He was a but, uh, she was a sassy, a sassy woman. She was, yes, yes. But uh, yeah, so yeah, I guess to answer your question, probably Overkill would be the most special one for me. Yeah, just because of what I meant. But Moonspell was well up there as well because they absolutely love them for Deadly. since I was a kid too. And again, they've never played here. Amorphous was another. Ah, uh, there's probably loads. I'd say there's, yeah, you could probably do a yeah, whole episode of... Yeah, there's of bands, and there's some bands that are just an enormous pleasure to have, no matter how many times, such as Cannibal. Oh. Um, because, I mean, you know, they're just the perfect band. They sell out, and they're just the nicest guys. Deadly. What, you think of the new track? Did you hear the new track? Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's... Deadly. You know, it's, it's not going <laughs> to... They're not reinventing the wheel. No, but that's not, you don't want them to, you know, they're just killer at what they do. So, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I'd, listen, there's probably loads I could list, but Overkill is the one that always comes to mind if someone asks me, like, what's the most special kind of yeah. show? I love uh, when I went to see Opeth in Catatonia in the shelter. Oh, yeah, good. That was, and I went to, like, because I, I think we went Catatonia headline, I think. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm getting a mix up because I think yeah. a lot of people were there to see Catatonia initially. I think November were on that as well. November, yeah, I forgot about them. Mm. That was it. I loved that gig. Now I have to say, yeah. and uh, when I saw Cathedral first, is in the same place actually. The shelter. Yeah, yeah. That was supposed to be with Entombed, wasn't it? And That's right. Yeah. That was a. That was a. Yeah. That was a. That was a nice little venue. It was all right, but the stage was very low. It was only like yeah. a step, so it was very difficult to see if you weren't at the front. Yeah, I suppose. Unless if you're Pete Reese, you can see everything. Like, well, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was all right. But actually, I always remember that day um, of that Opeth show. 
at the time they were doing renovations on the main venue. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember Michael from Opeth, like, I remember showing him and he was looking in at the main venue. And I suppose kind of saying, oh, God, it'd be amazing to, you know, someday imagine playing there kind of thing. Yeah. Jesus, they ended up being huge. So. Big time. Yeah. And did, did, not trying to controversy, but did they go through MCD now, just did they? Yeah, well, they did last time. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was a bit. That was, that was a bit bad, are we? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, yeah. It's, so they're uh, bigger now and all this kind of stuff. Right? It's nothing to do with that. No, I mean, no, no. It's nothing to do with that. I mean, because Vicar Street, I could do them in the Olympia just the same. Of yeah. Um, I know why it was, and ah, yeah. uh, look. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes these things happen in the business. It's business, as they say. I wasn't very pleased with how it was done. Yeah, but. Look, there's yeah. been certain times where it's worked the reverse way over the years too. So look, it happens, you know. Cool. You take you take the this this way and that way, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Can't take it. Certainly, wouldn't take it personally. No. Um, I mean, but, bands themselves most of the time don't even know who the promoter is. Of course, yeah. <laughs> some, some, not all, but some, yeah. They're um, kind of yeah. You know, we're playing this place. Or yeah, it's certainly nothing to do with them. But you know, a lot of time it can just work out where. If a, if a band's agent works with a promoter for a number of a smaller bands and maybe they've lost some money on those shows, yeah, maybe he has to give them their bigger one, even though they haven't done the bigger one before. I get you. Yeah, that's uh, that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it, it wasn't a nice surprise when I saw it announced. Oh, I can imagine. But you still survived anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, who is there any bands that you haven't had yet that you'd love to get? Are you still on your list, kind of thing? You know, there's very few at this stage. Um, yeah. I, I was thinking about that earlier because I was, you know, I was thinking about we were having this chat. And I figured you'd ask favorite and possibly that question. Of course. I mean, honestly, nobody comes to mind. Like, and. I'm sure if I scour my record collection, there probably is a few, but, mm. you know, when I go through, like, I've been lucky enough to, you know, Carcass came back, got to do them a few times, got as close to doing death as you can get now, but yeah. joke gone. Did do Morbid with David Vincent on the Covenant tour. Wow. <laughs> uh, Testament was if you'd asked me a few years ago, it would have been easier to answer because I would have rattled off Testament over to Amorphous. Yeah. Oh, one comes to mind is Dark Tranquility. Oh, yeah, they haven't been over here, have they? They've never, no. Unfortunately, yeah. like, you know, the problem is with bands like that that they just don't do the numbers in a country like this or even in the UK yeah. that they would in... Europe, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, that was the reason with Moonspell for years. Right. Um, I mean, in all honesty, the chances are that was probably a one-time oh, visit because yeah. financially it just doesn't add up for these bands to... Oh, that's why you see them just do London most of the time and then yeah. straight back into mainland Europe. But Dark Tranquility is a major favourite band of mine. Oh, really? Um, I, I saw them once in England, actually. I went over with a few friends. Yeah. I think that was, who was playing with them? Uh, Matt or Martin, I think, was playing with them. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, great show. Love them. Their new album's amazing. Uh, I haven't heard. i got to check it out, great, actually. Great. But, uh, yeah, so I guess they'd be one. 
I'm sure there are a few. Yeah. But like you say, you know, I think you've covered well, yeah, almost yeah, everybody. It's, I've been pretty lucky to have covered, I'd say, 99% of... And you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, uh, I loved when we played with Intones. That was a big thing for us. That was... Uh, the one in the village? Yeah, that was... Just the fact that we were playing with them because like they were one of our main earlier influences. Like and yeah. and just seeing LG at the back of the stage, what looking at our set was oh man, that was yeah, that was class. Yeah, it's uh, it's sad to see. Yeah, really unwell now. Hopefully he pulls through and hopefully yeah, you know, yeah, he's a really, um, really nice guy. He is bang on. I have to say, most of the bands that we played with for you have been you obviously know, been sound. Most, most of the bands generally are. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like everything. Some are friendlier than others, but I mean, that's the same with yeah people, people in general. Yeah, personally, yeah, everybody's different, and yeah. if somebody's quiet, it doesn't mean they're an ass. It just yeah, maybe they're just quiet. You know, I think if you just if you treat people with respect initially, yeah, and then if they want to kind of reciprocate the friendship, yeah. then they will. Like you know, that's that's generally how I would you know deal with people anyway. Yeah, I think it works in that sense, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, um any um is there any music coming out that you're interested mm -hmm. in hearing at the dinner? Have you heard of anything coming out that's tickling your fancy or? that I've well I mean a few albums that I've just gotten or well stuff I have ordered at the moment pre pre-orders in for the new Evergrey. Uh was the other one? Oh well, the new moon spell. Yeah, that's coming soon. Lovely. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. There's been God. It's hard to think off the bat, but I mean, recent releases, the new Napalm Death is killer. Yeah, it's amazing they're still going. <laughs> just yeah, just they still just come up with great stuff. Um. What's coming? Uh, the new Accept, really liking that. Uh, some different stuff. New Inquisition, which obviously they're a bit, a bit of a dodgy subject. Yeah. These yeah. Days, but musically. <laughs> yeah, just forget about all that. Just listen to musically. Yeah, look, you know, if if you looked at every band like that, you probably wouldn't listen to many black metal bands. Exactly. Exactly. Um. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's probably. Probably more. If I if I looked at my uh, iTunes, I could probably tell. You. I mean, I buy vinyl, but obviously yeah. I have them uh, all on this. You know what's really good? That new Toddlatore album, the you know Queensrÿche vocals. Yeah. I'm enjoying his new solo album. Oh, you gotta check that uh, out. What else? Yeah, the Dark Tranquility is amazing. And you know, I haven't listened to them in years. Have they have they changed much over the years? Or? Tranquility, mm. not massively. Okay, so it's they still have sound. You know, uh, the newest uh, Armored Saint is great. Uh, no, I always thought he was John Bush was my favorite Anthrax singer. <laughs> yeah, know? well, Sound of White Noise. Is oh, I love it. Possibly my favorite Anthrax album. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah New Napalm, New Cataclysm. Uh, yeah. Well, you have stuff to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm always checking out new stuff now. Um, like I said, man, I'm still as into the music as as I ever was. Uh, well, here's a, here's a question, though. What non-metal stuff do you like? 
not a huge amount. <laughs> not because it's like, oh, I'm not going to listen to anything no. that's not metal, but I just love metal, man. Yeah. You know, I'm very varied in my taste within metal. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, like even just saying from that Inquisition to, say, the new ACDC or yeah. whatever. But there's not that much non-metal I listen to. Um, there's a couple of old, like Tori Amos has always been, if I, and you know, the first few albums sound yeah. like, well, I sound like a metal elitist. Funny out of a Tori Amos geek. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Only her demos, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, th th there's really not a huge amount. Like, uh, I just. If my mood is for something more mellow, then I'll generally go and listen to, like, say, for example, lately I've been on a massive Sabotage binge. Cool. Love Sabotage. Great band. Um, and I find enough mellower stuff within a band like that. Yeah. Yeah, so, like I said, it's not about, oh, I don't no. listen to anything that's not metal, but... I just I love metal and I, you find, love. I find enough variety within my metal taste that yeah. I don't really need to I don't feel the urge to really go beyond that you know Deadly. satisfies me <laughs> <laughs> I um I love Kate Bush do you like Kate Bush at all do you? I never got into her and um, everyone used to always say to me because I really loved the first few Tori Amos albums so yeah People used to always say, well, if you like her, you should listen to Kate Bush because Tori Amos rips Kate Bush off. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I don't know if that's true, but no. some people used to say that to me. That's probably just wind up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I love her first album, The Kick Inside. If you ever get a chance to just spin through it to have a quick listen. Yeah, I must check it out. It's one of those things I've just never gotten around to. <laughs> now you've locked down, you've no excuse, right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I, like I said, I think I just... My my tastes within rock and metal are extremely varied. Yeah. So I find everything I need within that, really. And I think a lot of us are generally like that. But now and again, you'll you'll get something that that's non metal, really. You know, you know, I love the Doors, for example. Like you know, right, yeah. and uh, but like that, it always comes back to metal for me. I, yeah. I, yeah. I know. mean, I like you know, say Radiohead, for example. Um, well, I don't know what they've done in years, but yeah. OK Computer and the Bends and stuff, I have those. Um, maybe there's one or two bands like that. But, yeah, very little, to be honest. It's probably years since you've listened to those, though. <laughs> it's actually not that long, because I got ah. them vinyl not, uh, just before Christmas, um, when we were out of that lockdown for a few weeks. Yeah. yeah. I went into town to meet a buddy of mine for lunch at, in Yamamori, and... Uh, we went into one of the record shops in Georgia Street Arcade before going over. Right. And, of course, a few impulse vinyl bites, <laughs> uh, two of which were those. You had to treat yourself. So, so naturally, I listened to them then when I brought them home on, on vinyl. But, uh, They're good albums, though, those two. They are good albums. Yeah, I, I, OK Computer hit me more than the bands, actually. Yeah. I don't know, felt like it had aged more. Yeah, I think there's so, enough going on in OK Computer to keep you kind of invested isn't yeah, it yeah yeah absolutely yeah um how's arnie dealing with lockdown 
Oh, he's loving it. I mean, come on. <laughs> Dogs are the big winners. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. They don't have to do anything now. Exactly. And, and, and they have their masters or mistresses home way more. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it's not that massive a change for a dog like him because other than show days, I just work from home generally. Yeah. So it's not that huge a thing. But um, I can imagine for a lot of dogs where their owners are out at work full time it must be crazy they'll have to get some therapy when they're going back to <laughs> yeah i never uh yeah my, when i had my dog uh, she's gone about two years now but um like that she was a she's a boxer she was a big boxer you know yeah. but like that she was a house dog <laughs> the yeah. size of her she was a bloody house dog you know but i wouldn't have had it any other way but like that anytime we'd go out she was uh, like, like she wasn't going mad around but like it was like that separation issues you oh, know I know it's insane i was out just for a few hours today um, just doing a few things and like you can noticeably see it in him when I come back like he's just yeah. on at me and badgering me until I pick him up and give him some affection like yeah. well you wouldn't have them any other way I mean no absolutely if I have a pet I want him to be like that you know that's well that's why I, I always prefer them over cats I just I can't stand cats yeah I, I actually love cats as well I used to have three cats right okay uh, that's a good few years ago now with an ex of mine but uh, I still love cats. Yeah. But no, they're extremely different, though. Yeah. Yeah, very different. Dog, a dog suits me far better uh, mm. these days, anyway. And I, uh, I just find dogs are a bit more controllable as well. Absolutely. Yeah. They're not as single minded, like, you know. Yeah. Plus, I just I don't quite like how cats can climb loads of places you don't want them to go. Yeah. Very true. Annoys me a little <laughs> bit where, you know, dogs you can cordon off if you want to and they can just yeah. hop over or whatever <laughs> plus the other thing is like just you know dogs you can leave them with people i find that a much handier thing absolutely and, you know it you is move cats they freak out where i always find a handy with him i can just leave them with with someone if i need to for a day or two so that's always i find that an easier thing with dogs yeah. he's the worst dog i've ever had <laughs> better than like family pets when i was younger yeah. living with my parents so yeah, it's good. What about your snakes? Because you yeah, have snakes. That, I've, I love snakes. Yeah. Yeah, I just I've never been able to have one. Like you know, that's been a COVID project. Project. <laughs> a better description. Yeah, um, uh, I've been mad into watching those some guys on YouTube. You know, the venomous snake guys. Yeah, yeah. The last probably two or three years. Now, I'd never go down the venomous snake route. Obviously, oh, no. it's insane, but not that insane. You've got to be insane to work in the music business. Yeah. <laughs> that extent. So, but yeah, I just felt like I was watching so much of them and I still do. I was like, fuck this, I want to get a snake. So, uh, got one. I got the first one back last year, probably not long after the first lockdown. And uh, I got another one a few weeks ago there. Beautiful, uh, from what I've seen of them. Yeah, they're killer. Yeah, yeah. I'm still sorting some stuff out for uh, the new one. Yeah. What kind of um, personality have they got? They got like your little personalities of. Uh, well, the the first one I got was a corn snake. Right. He's cool. Um, he's very uh, lively. So when you hold him, he's really like quick moving and yeah. Active. So you're constantly messing with him. Do you know <laughs> the royal python or ball python? They're very docile and slow moving, but he's way bigger. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen them on my uh, yeah. 
He's gorgeous. Yeah, he's way, way bigger. So he's, mm. that's right. I, I love the corn snake, and he is growing now. But I wanted just something a bit more. I wanted a more impressive snake. Yeah. The, uh, a bit more girth. Yeah. <laughs> so just yeah. I wanted it thicker and longer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's, he's killer. Yeah, I just, I, I'm still waiting on a new enclosure for him to arrive because mm. that one was a bit crappy. But, uh, yeah, it's cool. I really, I like them. I mean, they're not much. It's a bit of hassle at the moment just because I'm still having some teething problems. But once you have them set up properly, there's very little, very little maintenance or ongoing costs or anything with them. Yeah. Really, so. And is it, um? do you just give them the baby moises or do you give them... Do you, do uh, Dutch, who's the corn snake, he's yeah, he's on small little baby mice at the moment. But the other guy, he's pretty big, so he's already eaten like uh, medium to large rats. Right. Wow. He's pretty full on, yeah. I'd say that's I'd say that's something to watch if you ever watch the meme. Uh, he hasn't eaten from me yet since I got him. Right, okay. Will be. I only tried once and he rejected it. I think it's they're they're notorious for not eating for a few weeks sometimes when they feel like it. And I think because there's been quite a bit of mess with his enclosure. Right. You see how it starts, probably. Yeah. And will you, you'll know when he wants to eat then, will you? Or will you get it? Well, I'll, I'm hoping the new enclosure will arrive at the end of this week. So yeah. <laughs> once I get that all set up and get all his humidity levels and stuff correct. I'll leave him be and won't take him out or anything for like about a week. Just give him complete peace, and then I'd say he'll eat. Deadly. That's when the fun happens. They can they can go months without eating. You know. Yeah. It's not really a worry. I'd love that. Yeah, Yeah, they just you can you can do the enclosures up so that they look really like nice in you know your sitting room or whatever. Yeah. Um, they're nice decorative kind of. Absolutely. I was gonna get um when I was years ago now I was originally gonna get a load of piranhas. Oh yeah, I love piranhas, and I was gonna get a friend of mine had one, then he had two, and you have to get them in a, a group of five or six for sociability, oh, really? yeah, because okay. otherwise they will start eating, eating, you know, fighting and eating each other. Whereas right. if there's enough of them, there's enough going on that they don't fight. But uh, yeah, I was uh, unfortunately I couldn't get them at the time. Yeah, I. Yeah, it's a good. It's a few years ago now. But I used to have a pretty big fish tank, but I tell you, man, the maintenance on those things is a yeah. nightmare. It was something I'd always wanted to have, and I still love them. Yeah, but I had to just get rid of it because trying to keep the water levels correct and stuff, you know, the pH levels. Yeah, the yeah. fish just kept getting different. Uh, these what this white spot disease oh, thing no. when the water is not dying yeah. and blah blah blah, it was just a nightmare. Like, and you can spend some amount of money on those fish, yeah. can't you? Yeah, like that to was... buy them, like Jesus. Yeah. Like. yeah, I mean, I loved it. It looked so cool. Yeah, you know, especially when you have the light on and it's nighttime and stuff. But yeah, I just the maintenance was just an absolute nightmare. Yeah, actually, you have your 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 snakes now, and I, I think that's. That'll, that'll do you. Would, you. would you get any more? Do you think you'd be getting any more? Or anyway, well, when you got the, the second one, but the thing I'm discovering is that snakes is a bit of an addictive thing. Uh, like tattoos? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because uh, who was it? it was Mark Brophy. Yeah, you probably know Mark. Yeah. No, he used to be in Warpath and stuff. Yeah. He has a good few. I think he has like nine or ten snakes. Oh, wow. 
And he <laughs> said to me, he was like, ah, oh, welcome, you know, welcome to the kind of addiction, you know? And I was like, yeah. oh, you know, I just wanted one, just a fun thing to have one snake, but I'm discovering that it doesn't quite work that way. <laughs> one is never enough. <laughs> yeah, apparently not. So it's... Yeah. Uh, Right, well, I'm going to I'm going to kind of wrap it up now, if that's cool with yourself. Yeah. Before you go, I normally ask people top five bands. I'm not going to do that. Um, our five albums. What was I going to ask you there? Your four, top five Arnie films. My top five Arnie films. And they don't have to be in order, right? So that makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. Uh, well, Predator. Yes, obviously. Commando. Yes. The Running Man. Terminator, I, I think probably Terminator 2. Really? Uh-huh. I know a lot of people would say the first one. Yeah. But I mean, I love the first one as well. I could pick the first two, but I'll just pick one Terminator. Right, okay. And maybe Total Recall. Yeah. I was never a huge fan of that. No, I, I love uh, I love Ernie. I absolutely adore him. Yeah, but that was one I could never get really into, you know. I loved that. Yeah, Running Man was Running Man was the first Arnie film I saw. Yeah, oh, I love that film. I yeah. still love that yeah. film. Well, you know the <clears throat> the latest Snake I got is called Ben Richards. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, because see, Arnie's the dog. So then there's Ben Richards, and then the other Snake is Dutch. Brilliant. And then if you get another snake, just call him John, because then all his other things are John. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or Matrix or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's one person I have to be honest now. I, I'd love to meet Arnie. Arnie, yeah. He's I'd love to meet him because he, he does seem actually like he's bang on, you know? Yeah. Look, I've met a lot. You know, he's, he's just gone. He's just dominated. I mean, because I'm really into uh, bodybuilding as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I. I I do a lot of training myself, but I'm also into like, you know, watching like the Mr. Olympia and all that. Yeah, stuff. yeah. So, so like, Arnie just covers kind of everything for me in the sense that he was, you know, the, one of the original major bodybuilder guys. He yeah. that, And then he went on to making all these killer movies that we all love and stuff. So he's just like a hero, isn't he? Absolutely. I love him. I, and, you know, I, I, I would say to people, yeah, he's one of my favourite actors. And they're like, he's not a fucking actor. And I goes, he is. As in, you know, like thinking people like, oh, Robert De Niro. And I like all them. Yeah. But like that, all my good memories of films are from Arnie. Exactly, man. You know, and Predator is probably my favourite film. Of yeah, I think the I think Predator and Running Man would be my two favourites. Yeah. The two. That'd be one and two, definitely. And then three for me would be Terminator, the, the fourth one. <laughs> yeah. That's that would be my top three in that order, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you, can, uh, you can never have enough of man. There's loads of time now for us to watch loads of Arnie films anyway. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, that's for sure. I mean well, you're still working normally, are you? Well, normally as can be. I'm still the airport's a lot, lot quieter. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm still I'm down to eighty percent hours. Which okay. means I've a lot more time off, but I'm still, I, I'm so I've been in and out all through the lockdown and yeah. through COVID. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just, you know, it's weird, like, cause I'm still busy at times. Yeah. But obviously, it's it's, yeah, it's mentally difficult though, cause you're busy at times and working on stuff with no yeah. idea if it'll happen. You know. Yeah. It's uh, it's tough. It's well, all we can do is keep the fate with you. For the future. <laughs> ah, listen, yeah. 
I'm not gonna not gonna go away. No, you won't. We'll be a DME when shows return. That's absolutely, for and I'm sure we'll all come out and support more than we've well, ever listen, done. You know, a lot of people uh, did the, you know, did that online store thing. Yeah, a lot of people. Thanks to everybody that did some cool posters there. Yeah, it was actually a cool trip through memory lane. Yeah, doing the uh, sorting out all the uh, posters for the site. Very cool. Many, you know, and I mean, there's older ones too that I don't have because I lost a lot of stuff back in like 07. Oh, no way. The laptop crashed and I had no backups at the time. Oh, no. And have you put the feelers out if anyone we have them or? I asked around, but no, I got a few sent to me, but really bad resolution. You wouldn't be right. able to sell, you know, uh, yeah. of them. They, they look like crap. <laughs> So one of my snake enclosure lights just went down there, which is why it's gotten dark. That's behind. okay, because I'll see you. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, but, you know, it's, I don't know, hopefully maybe towards the end of this year we'll see shows come back. Yeah, fingers crossed. Like. Just need them to fucking accelerate the vaccine. Will you get it? Will you get the vaccine? Uh, I probably will, yeah. I'm, yeah. Look, I'll be honest with you, man. I'm not a conspiracy theorist or any of that stuff. Um, I, I, I've got some friends who are, and I, I just can't. Look, everyone yeah. to their own opinion. Yeah, I agree with you totally, man. Because yeah. again, I have a few friends yeah. like that. You know, yeah, I don't want to start getting into that. No, people on here when they. No. But look, sometimes you have to just trust the experts. Yeah, and if I have to. I'm not like in a rush to run out and get the vaccine yeah. in the sense that I'd like to think if I, I haven't had it, I'd like to think if I got COVID, my chances are pretty okay. I, you know, relatively young, I keep fit, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But I just think you're going to have to get it if you want to go on holiday, travel. Yeah, it's going to like if I want to might do if I want to do what I do I mean I think bands and stuff are going to want all the staff and everything at shows to be tested and whatever or to, ha or to have the to be vaccinated at least. yeah well I, I think, think it, yeah it's, it's looking like that's going to be the future isn't it really yeah it's, I think as I think as much as some people might protest they're probably going to end up having to get it you know but yeah. look I'm no expert so I don't know uh, pontificating on that <laughs> that's just I don't, I don't have any big objection to taking it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I just feel like even if there is a slight risk for taking it at this stage, I'm willing to take that risk because this isn't living, is it? I mean, no, absolutely not. Like we've no all our not our basic freedoms, but our just everything you think about just going to do, you can't do. Like yeah. So, I, I personally, I'd rather take a slight risk because, so would I. yeah. I mean, if I have some issue 20 years down the line because of it, well, you deal with it somehow. At least, well, at least I got to live a normal life in those 20 years. Yeah. You know, that's, the, I think that's the way people should think about it. Yeah. You know, it's look, trying to look positive. And the, if, if we can get some sort of semblance of normality back, then that, that's going to help everybody. You yeah. Know? Plus if, we, plus, if we never have to hear the phrase new normal again. Oh, God, yes. Jesus. God, I know, yeah. I, 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 I've been, like, I've been, I've, uh, I've used that one myself 
not thinking before. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, 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 I need to stop saying that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's just unreal how long it's gone on now, though. I mean, it's, <clears throat> I don't think anybody, how could any of us have known? No. Because when I think back, I mean, well, first of all, you have to be thankful for small mercies sometimes because, I mean, I don't know if you remember, but the week before the lockdown hit, yeah, was I had like obviously the big testament show was on, but there was also yeah. like aristocrats the night before. Oh, yeah, yeah, picture books up on Wheelands, and then the two Grand Magus shows in Dublin and Belfast all that week. Wow, so I mean, as much as the whole situation sucked, it would have sucked 100% more for me had the lockdown hit a week earlier, absolutely. Yeah, you were able to get those shows in. And... Yeah, to get those shows in before it hit was uh, a world of difference compared to if I hadn't. Yeah, absolutely. But it's just mad, like, because I remember sitting in the venue after the Magus show and uh, I was just having a chat with uh, the lads from the band because JB is he's a, just such a lovely fella. Yeah. And... Um, I think I kind of knew, well, this is the last show for a while. Like, never could you, because I think we all thought we went into the first lockdown. It was like, oh, we'll do this lockdown for a few weeks and that'll sort yeah, it out. Like, if everyone stays yeah. home, it'll just, you know, how can it spread if everyone's locked down? It'll be gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, didn't happen. <laughs> it's just nuts, because, like, I, I can remember, like, um, I always think back, Wardroom was supposed to be in June last year. And I remember... At some point, maybe in April, their booker, Simon, mailing me and kind of saying, look, I imagine we should be all right by then, but maybe we should look at some backup dates just in case. Yeah. And I remember mailing them back and saying, like, yeah, yeah, I'd say it should be grand by then. But yeah, no harm. This was talking about June last year. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, so to think that we're in mid-February now that, following year and yeah. let's be honest june this year is out of the question i, I mean, think so yeah unfortunately <laughs> yeah it's just mad how it's escalated you know yeah i mean how could any of us have known but that's it well, it's that's just it. it's, it's just crazy to think back to that email and saying ah look i'm sure we'd be all right for june you know yeah yeah well so look um i'll let you go because yeah. uh yeah, we've, we've, we've had a good old chat today, I have to say. Uh, thanks very much. Yeah, no problem. It's been a, a big week for me of showing my face. First of all, on Facebook Live and now this. And... There you go. And that's everyone's film now for the next Yeah, year. I know. Yeah, becoming, <laughs> becoming such a public figure. <laughs> but you're going to have to go back into the shadows yeah. now after this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen, man, it's been amazing. Thank you very much for doing no this for me. Right? No problem. And uh, everyone, keep going to the shows when they're back. Yes, absolutely. And um, is is there still stuff available on the on the online store? Actually, before we go, <laughs> yeah, the poster prints and the steel pins are all still available. The shirts just aren't because <clears throat> I cut them off at the point of the deadline for the draw, just because the shirts had to be you know ordered in bulk. Of course, yeah. Um, but the the rest of the stuff you can still. Still order so if you've uh, yeah if you'd like to feel free to go on Support. over or i know keep on buying tickets if you can but i mean i totally understand now is not really people are not really uh tickets are not a priority for people no. to 
I think I think I don't think you'll have to worry about that when when gigs are actually back. Then I, you know, I think you'll be good. Yeah, no, I'm sure they'll fly out once people are actually sure that'll happen. Um, I completely understand buying tickets now for shows that you've no idea if they'll happen, especially when a lot of people are low on. Yeah, man, nothing lasts forever. Exactly. We'll get there. We'll get there. So, listen, um, it's been fantastic. This is King Rose Court again. Fergal Holmes from Dublin. Sorry, DME. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a history lesson. Come on. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, listen, uh, yeah, take care of yourself, man, and we will do this again at some point, I'm sure. Cool. All right. Okay, we're out of here. Thank you. Hang on. Yeah. Hang on.